Today's two peas in a podcast is brought to you by Ward Keller. Ward Keller is the Northern Territory's leading law firm, providing legal advice to businesses and individuals. With offices located in Darwin, Alice Springs, Palmerston and Casuarina, their lawyers also serve as clients in Catherine, Tennant Creek and Nullumboy. Their services include personal law, family law, personal injury law, workers' compensation, employment law, conveyancing and debt collection, among other things. Hello, I'm Peter Gowers and this is Two Peas in a Pod, although today it's only one pea in a pod because uh, the other pea, Peter Kavkis, has uh, come down with some sort of a stomach bug, so he's literally a pea somewhere else in a pod having a pea. We'll leave that alone for now. But with me today, I've got Leon Logan-Nathan from Ward Keller. Hello, Leon. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. We've been trying to set this up for a little while, so it's nice to actually get you here and have a chat. It is. It is. And while Two Peas in a Pod often talks about topical issues and things that are going on, um, you and I often chat about different things, uh, particularly in the legal sphere. Uh, and often regarding digital marketing and things like that. So I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to have a chat with you about Ward Keller, what you do, what you represent, the the, the vastness of your firm, because you're not just Mitchell Street, Darwin, for example, um, and then maybe delve into some of the interesting cases that you've you've worked on recently that, that where you can disclose information. Okay, all right. So look... I know from doing my research that Ward Keller uh, dates back to 1910. Just perhaps let's start with that, how it came about. Okay. Um, So in 2013, um, uh, I was uh, managing partner of the firm at the time uh, and I was asked to uh, have a look at uh, doing a celebration because it was 50 years since Ward Keller started as Ward Keller in the Northern Territory. Mm. Uh, So I started uh, having a look at that and um, one of the ideas that came out was to do a book on Ward Keller. Mm -hmm. So um, did a little bit of research, uh, ended up getting put in touch with a historian, a local historian by the name of uh, Dr Robin Smith. Mm -hmm. And... She and I started working on the history of Ward Keller and to my complete astonishment, uh, she uncovered the fact that our firm actually dated back to uh, 1911. Okay. Uh, uh, which um, you have to do a little bit of mental gymnastics to get there. Right. But effectively... Creative accounting, as it were. Effectively, <laughs> uh, yeah. Effectively was... Uh, it was started by a, a man by the name of uh, Malum. Yeah. Uh, you might have heard of Malum Chambers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he is an, a, a British aristocrat that came to Darwin back then yeah. uh, looking for adventure, as we mm. all have yeah, uh, done. At one stage. <laughs> one stage. And, uh, yeah, so uh, the history of the film actually traces back to to him. Mm. Uh, there's a, obviously a number of uh, iterations in terms of the name, uh, it was called various uh, things, and, and Dick Ward um, f- sort of came on board uh, just before the war, I think. Okay, yeah. Uh, and as you know, 
oh well, people may not know that the ward in Ward Keller is actually Dick Ward of uh, Dick Ward Drive. Yeah, 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 exactly. More famous for the drive than the. Yeah, the no, interesting. So Dick Ward was uh, very uh, famous in in Darwin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he was a Supreme Court judge. Yep. He was also uh, a politician. Mm. Uh, Anyway, Dick Ward, to cut a very long story, sort of semi-short, Dick Ward uh, got together in on the 1st of November 1963 with another lawyer called uh, Richard Keller. Love it. So there is a Ward and there is a Keller. That's right. And Richard Keller was from, uh, originally from Switzerland. Okay. In fact, uh, I got to know that Richard Keller was still alive yeah. sometime around 2002. 10. Wow. And uh, he was living in Brisbane at the time. Yeah. And as soon as I knew that, I, I wanted yeah, yeah. to actually f- meet him. Yeah, yeah. So on my – I think what we did was, from memory, we actually invited him and his wife to Darwin to celebrate a, um, a Christmas function with us. Yeah. And they came up. And, nice. And uh, it was really great getting to know him. Yeah. He actually still spoke with a slight Swiss accent. Wow. Which was really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, he was authentic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were 80, I think it was 82 at the time. Yeah. Uh, still very active, still practising law one wow. day a week in, uh, in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the irony of the whole thing is that Richard Keller and Dick Ward were in partnership for only about, 63, I think it was about 67 or 68 possibly. Okay. And then Richard Keller left. Either Richard Keller left or Dick Ward left. One of the two yeah. left. But, but, yeah, so they were only in partnership for five years. Wow. But the name stuck. Yeah. And stuck for 50, over 50 years. And it's, it's I mean, what's in a name, I suppose, but it's a good, strong name. Yeah. It's got that sort of... Um, I use the word authentic, but it does have that sort of authenticity, sort of legal-sounding name to it. Well, I, I mean, I started at Ward Keller in 2003 and I can tell you in 15 years of being at Ward Keller, an idea of changing its name has yeah. never even come up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it is. It's it here is. for good. Well, it's an iconic name, really, and I know that word gets bandied around a lot, way too much, but it is synonymous with the territory, and you know it. Why do you say that, Pete? Oh, because I just—I mean, I've been here for thirteen years, and like I've said to you a few times, is that you know you guys are pretty prolific in terms of sponsoring businesses and events, and you know putting on breakfasts and things like that. So, um, you know. In, in your fraternity, it'd be one of the sort of top three names that had come to mind immediately if somebody said lawyer. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're proudly Territorian. Uh, like, we were established in the Northern Territory. Yeah. We've been here the whole time. We've never had an office outside the Northern yeah, Territory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on the subject of offices, uh, we... We've got an office. Uh, well, let's go back a little bit. So I started in 2003, and one of the things that I was asked to do at the time was was to grow our brand locally, because Ward Keller was very famous uh, as a firm that did a lot of interstate work. 
Okay, right. right. Uh, some may recall or some may have some understanding of the Darwin Shuffle, which was a, a little trick uh, that companies used to uh, take advantage of in the 70s right. and uh, possibly even the 80s, where to avoid stamp duty, uh, they would transfer the register of the company up to the Northern Territory, yeah. do the share transaction on uh, while the register was located here, yeah. and then transfer the register back down. Uh, it was a rort, yeah, yeah. and it made Darwin famous. That's, uh, it's called the Darwin Shuffle. For the wrong reasons. I thought uh, you were talking about the cha-cha slide there right, for a second. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so those are the sort of things that, um, you know, Obviously, uh, Ward Keller being a local firm, yeah. you know, interstate firms would want to use us as the contact point to have the register transferred to oh, that type of thing. Okay. And so we became famous uh, inter, uh, that way uh, yeah. to interstate firms. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they may have known us for that, but then after that they would uh, use us for other things. And, of course, you know, yeah. Uh, anything that required a Northern Territory element to it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we became quite famous from an interstate perspective, and that continues through yeah. with the with the railway and with um, with other large infrastructure projects and, yep. and mining and the like. But locally, we, we weren't really that big, uh, yeah, okay. well known. Yeah, um, so, and I think people had the perception of, oh, yeah, that's a big law firm, but you know, um, they do big things that are, they don't do, mum and dad things. Yeah, and it is one of the um, sort of topics I wanted to broach today because, um, you know, within uh, my real estate side of things, um, what we do with iProperty, um, obviously we, we use Ward Keller a lot or we recommend people to Ward Keller a lot uh, for conveyancing. Um, uh, obviously, well, no, it's not obvious, but you also do family law, um, but... I wanted to talk about that, what things that you do that are appropriate for mums and dads because that perception, as you say, probably does exist but, but incorrectly. Okay. So it all started with my, um, my brief, if you like, to grow the, the, the reputation of the firm locally. Uh, and I'd just come up from Sydney uh, where I'd been working for Ernst & Young in tax mm-hmm. and my specialisation was stamp duty. So um, I didn't really have a lot to offer the locals, uh, you know, unless they were trying to work out what their stamp duty was on a particular <laughs> transaction. Um, so I started to look around to try and see what else could I do for the firm that would that would um, help locals. And one thing that just stuck out, like the proverbial, was um, conveyancing. Right. Uh, and what had happened with conveyancing was over in the 90s when conveyancing was, uh, I guess, deregulated so you didn't have to be a lawyer to do it. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, lawyers or law firms... You don't have to be, but you should be. <laughs> well, a lot of law firms uh, sort of exited the yeah. conveyancing industry and they did that because uh, the conveyances were able to sort of organise themselves to charge really very... Uh, of competitive pricing yeah. that made it uh, uncompetitive for law firms who were right. not really sort of set up to engage yeah, in that way. Yeah, not geared up for it. Yeah, I see. And, and so lawyers weren't, you know, almost le- left the industry altogether. Yeah. Um, so I had a look at it and what I realised with conveyancing was that um, a couple of things. One, conveyances in Darwin at the time, back in the early 2000s, was so busy Mm. that they just weren't returning phone calls. Yeah. 
that, you yeah. know, and real estate agents were going nuts. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get this we transaction were. through and, uh, you know, just, just no one's answering my phone. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought, well, how hard can that be, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's how it started. Mm. I just started returning phone calls. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and, and sadly, um, it still goes on to this day. Not as wholesale as that, but that, that age-old frustration of um, answering your phone or returning a call yes. um, still occurs, yes. which, you know, in this market is, is a bit unforgivable in many ways. Yes. So, all right, aside from conveyancing and family law, what, what other um, areas of law does Ward Keller practice in? So off the back of conveyancing is where we started to uh, engage with other areas of, of, uh, of law for of, um, I guess, mums and dads, Yeah. right? So one thing that comes uh, immediately off a conveyance is when someone has bought a house, the first question you'd ask them once that transaction is complete is, have you done a will? Yeah, right. You know, you've, yeah. got, a, you've got a house. Yeah. But what happens to that if, you know, something happens? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it became quite um, easy and natural yeah. to grow, uh, you know, a, a succession law practice off the, mm. off the back of conveyancing. Mm. Uh, as it did family law, yeah, uh, and, um, and and some of the other areas that we were practicing in that perhaps were, and this again goes back to the history of Ward Keller, yeah, was uh, plaintiff injury and workers' compensation. Okay, right. Yeah. So especially with workers' comp, again back in the eighties and nineties, <laughs> we were quite famous for acting for um, defendants. Right. Right. So, in other words, insurance companies. Yeah. And it's very difficult to run a practice where you are working for insurance companies, yeah. but also working for the plaintiffs. Yeah, yeah. But we did it. Wow. And we found ourselves becoming increasingly unpopular with insurance companies. Right. Because we would go to court for a local for a mum and dad. Yeah. And get like a, a seminal judgment <laughs> uh, that would affect all insurance companies and how yeah, they do yeah. business. Uh, and they would get really mad with us. Yeah. So that sort of culminated, I think, probably around about the time I joined, 2003-04, where we ended up uh, losing work, the insurance company work, the defendant work. Yeah. And so we just re-geared ourselves to start acting for mum and dads more and more often. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, so we do a lot of that work. Mm. Uh, it's becoming increasingly difficult because the government is always looking at ways to try and minimise yeah. compensation through yeah. legislation and that type of thing. Now, I must uh, also uh, say at this point in time that I'm not a litigation lawyer. Yeah. And so what I'm speaking to you about is sort of partly just from general understanding yeah, of, sure. of our yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and what happens out yeah. there. Yeah, anecdotal. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, um, yeah, you, uh, as you were saying that before, I, I had this thought in my mind of, ah, oh, it's like the McDonald's of law. You know, you get your conveyancing done and then you get a will thrown in there and later on you get divorced when you can't sort out the mortgage <laughs> or whatever it might be. Worst case scenario, of course. Yeah. Um, but there would be a lot of natural things that sort of branch off from, yes. from the mainstream. Yes. And, and this sort of segues into something else that you wanted to um, uh, talk about, which is the ask a lawyer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thing. So that, that, that is a great story. I, I love that, uh, telling this story because it's one of those um, 
eureka moments, you know, yeah. that, that we all get from yeah. time to time. I was sitting in in my bedroom one night, um, and I must must have been a weekend, and I think it was about three years ago. Yeah, it yeah. would have been about three years ago. And I was trying to, as we all do, um, yeah. I was trying to figure out how this social media actually works. Yeah. You know, how do you connect LinkedIn, particularly with in your space too? Because, sorry to interrupt you. Obviously, we want to hear this story, but it's it's. It's one of those industries where, you know, you don't want to be perceived as the ambulance chaser. You don't want to be perceived as shoving your services down someone's throat. But your services are also... The law is never straightforward. So they're, they're often needed. And sometimes it might just be a little question or, oh, I don't quite understand this. So anyway, yeah. Exactly. And I was sitting there trying to figure out, particularly Facebook, that was the thing that was doing my head in. Because yeah. LinkedIn, I could see how that worked. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, yeah, sort of. But Facebook, I just couldn't see how Facebook could work for a business, for a, you know, for a, especially a, a legal firm. business, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm not kidding, it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. What if I started a group called Ask a Lawyer? Mm where people who have just simple legal questions yep. that if you were a lawyer and you attended a barbecue yeah. and someone came up to you and said, oh, you're a lawyer. Hey. Just like the real estate questions at the barbecue. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, let's give it a crack. Yeah. And, of course, you know, being a lawyer in a, in a law firm and, you know, with the, you know, within the legal industry, yeah. you know, there's always – for every – for every question about why you should do something, you'll get 99 questions of why you shouldn't. Yeah, of course. Right? So I had to navigate through all of that. But in the end, I thought, you know, let's just give it a crack. Yep. And I was just astonished. Yeah, yeah. Within a week, within days yep. of starting that group, it just took off. Yeah. Like we were having, you know, tens, 20s, 30s, you know, eventually hundreds of people yeah. just clicking want, would like to join, would like yeah, to join. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a closed group. It still yeah. is a closed group. Yeah. How many members have you got now? 2,700. Wow. Okay. Yeah, after three years. Yeah, and it's active, isn't it? It's active. Yeah. We only ask two questions. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if someone wants to join the group, yep. uh, we say, uh, first of all, are you a local? Yep. Because we don't want to be giving advice on Kansas law. Yep. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and the second question is, are you a lawyer? Because if yeah. they are a lawyer, we, we don't really need our advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> They're there for uh, <laughs> improper means. Oh, well. Uh, so, <coughs> yeah, so those are two questions. If you answer uh, uh, yes and no, then you're in. Okay. Uh, and then Yes, I'm a local and no, yeah. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. Yes. And, and then you can ask whatever questions you like. So anyone can join at any time That's as right. long as they're local to the Northern Territory yes. and not a lawyer. That's right. Wow. And you can ask any question related to law, no cost. Yep. And there is some consideration given to the answers. Yes. So so what happens, I mean, and look, it's hard to say, but, you know, for a while there, a lot of the questions that we were getting were family law questions. Right. Right. And we have obviously obligations to confidentiality. Sure. So we don't post those questions up there. Yeah. And, and in 
probably 99 times out of 100, maybe nine times out of 10, we don't post the questions that people ask because they're very personal questions. And you can't post it without, you know, if you're going to post the question, they're going to know who it is. Of course. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we we deal with a lot of the questions offline. Okay. But every now and then we get some really good questions that we just love to post online. And you might remember the most recent one. Yeah, I was just going to say the the um, and, and I guess it's really topical because um, we've talked a fair bit about on two peas in a pod about you know crime and magistrates going soft and you know or or the punishments not fitting the crimes and you know repeat offenders and so now people are starting to try and take the law not the law into their own hands but they're they're trying to sort of fortify somewhat and I'll let you sort of tell the question but you had a great question and I guess as as um, recent as just the other day people are still you know putting their two cents worth in on that and for me that's the fascinating part because if you go through all of the answers or all of the comments there's Every end of the spectrum from, yep, you can do that to absolutely no, you can't. So the question is? Yes, uh, I've got to give a bit of a shout out to uh, who who asked the question. I don't know this guy at all, but his name is Alvin Teo. He's one of the members of the group. Hope you don't mind me mentioning your name, Alvin, if you're listening. Yep. Um, So the question was, can I construct on my fence, uh, can can I install um, barbed wire? Okay. Right. And or uh, razor wire. Yeah. Uh, to protect myself or my property. Yep. From intruders. Okay. Reasonable question. Uh, yeah, it was a reasonable question, and and the moment we posted that question, <laughs> uh, something that we don't often see in the group yeah. was the number of people that jumped on there with. F. Yeah, yeah. Which stands for follow. It does, <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> you can put anything there, anything but yeah, there, yeah. F seems to be the one they go for. Uh, because Wanting to know the answer. A lot of people wanted to know yeah. the answer. So um, generally when I get a question like this, what I do is I um, speak to one of our lawyers uh, and one of our um, uh, clerks um, yep. uh, who, uh, who do, do the research and so I did that. And Alicia Howland is one of our senior lawyers, mm-hmm. um, and Max, and also um, Chris, Chris Teng, and um, Max Stretton, uh, two of our yep. our, um, our clerks. And I said, guys, you need to focus on this one yeah, because yeah. we need to make sure we get the answer right. Got to get there's it right. A lot, there's a lot riding on it because yeah. if we say, yeah, go ahead and do this, and people do it, and something happens, and we turn out to be wrong, yeah. we're in a lot of trouble. You know, I found it interesting because um, obviously everybody's got their opinions and then they've got their considered opinions or what they consider to be considered opinions. So you've got, yes, you can do it because they should know if they hurt themselves that there was razor wire there. Then you've got, no, you can't do it because you're intentionally trying to hurt people who you know are going to be climbing there. Why they would, I don't know. And then then it turned to... Um, somebody was talking about it's like when you put up the sign saying dangerous dogs inside. You can't do that because you're admitting it, but you can put warning dogs inside. So I thought, oh, this would be really interesting because there's so many ways this could go. Yes. 
So I'm just wondering whether we should tell people this. I was going to say, or, 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 or don't we, leave us hanging longer. <laughs> or or should, should we go to ask a lawyer to find should, out? We should say they should go, okay. go to ask a lawyer and have a look. Okay. The answer's been posted up there. Oh, it has been? Yes, it uh, has. Okay, yeah. all right. So if you are not a member um, of the Ask a Lawyer group, you literally just have to search for it in Facebook, Ask a Lawyer NT. Ask a Lawyer in the Northern Territory. Ask a Lawyer in the Northern Territory. Request to be a member and then... Say if you are a local and say that you're not a lawyer and you'll be accepted to the group and you can have a look at it. That is just one question of many, um, but that's a relevant one at the moment yeah. because, you know, crime rates are seemingly up and people are getting more and more frustrated with in, intruders on their property. And, look, I only had it a couple of weeks ago. You know, one of my kids' bikes got stolen off the back porch. Mm. So, you know, three bikes, they take one, mm. and, uh, you know, you've got to explain to the young fellow why he can't ride his bike when the other two are riding theirs. Yeah. So, and, you know... Nobody hurt, nobody injured, but it's just, well, it's a cost, firstly, and it's annoying. People shouldn't be on your property yes. if they're not invited. That's right. So, all right, so if you go to the uh, Ask a Lawyer in the NT Facebook group, you can find out the answer if you can put razor wire on your... Uh, and, and if you don't have Facebook, um, Terry Mills, the member for Blaine, yeah. uh, actually came to me about three days before we got the question on, on Ask a Lawyer. Yeah. And asked me exactly the same question. Was he on the site? No. Oh, wow. It was completely independent. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and so he said to me, if you were, if you were able to do a blog on this, yeah. um, he wanted to actually post it on his... Oh, okay. On his, uh, I don't think he does newsletters anymore. He's taking out these full-page ads in the NT News. Oh, well, that's a great way to waste money. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, he said he right. wanted to do that. So, um, yeah... Um, That'll, it'll appear there. Quentin Killian, who is also yep. the CEO R-E-I-N-T. of the REINT, yep. um, as soon as he saw the question and asked a lawyer, he contacted it's me. It's a great one for real estate agents. And he said, look, can we put this in our yeah. in our realm or whatever? Um, yeah, yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah realm, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, um, look, I really appreciate you coming in and um, I'd kind of like to use you as our legal reference on two peas in a pod because sure. Kafkas is always getting us into trouble. So, <laughs> uh, And, uh, again, he's not here today due to a couple of little health, not health issues, just a little bit under the weather. Um, Someone said, you know, is it to do with Darwin Cup? I'm not not denying or agreeing to anything, but it's just under the weather. Um, But, yeah, it'd be good if we can pick your brain from time to time because there are things that we often want to know about and we are rampantly underqualified to discuss. Uh, even if it's just to cover our backs. Well, Peter, I've got to tell you and uh, to everyone who's listening, I've been listening to your podcast since they started. Oh. I think you guys are doing a tremendous job. Oh. It's something great for the Northern Territory and I hope uh, your audience increases. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Well, yeah, it, it has been, um, certainly locally, and we, we've managed to pick up an audience in the US and even a couple of listeners in France, which we're a bit bemused with, but maybe they like, they like the accent. Or... Maybe they're locals that... Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're backpackers who are like, oh, I've heard about these guys. Um, But, look, thanks for coming in. And and as I said, I guess the purpose of today was to talk to you about Wall Keller and what you do and, you know, the fact that they are the the true territory law firm. They're not just a down south company with an office in Darwin. They've got offices and and the ability to help people throughout the Northern Territory. So, um, you know, it's awesome what you do and it's accessible to anybody. Thanks, Peter.
Cheers, mate. Uh, another episode of Two Peas in a Pod back next week. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.